prediction number one. There may be less competition for higher-priced homes. Huh? With mortgage rates on the rise, this prediction is suggesting that because interest rates are going up, I actually heard somebody talking about rates that hit 6%, 6.5%, when they thought of selling close to 7%. Now, that's cray-cray based on the fact that rates have been wandering in the threes and fours yeah. for the past three to four years. Right? So they're saying the higher price homes are going to be less competitive in the upper space. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. Your home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording live from our downtown studios with my executive producer and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. Hey. <laughs> you weren't expecting Am that. I a joke to you? What is this? <laughs> what, am I funny? <laughs> Cloud how? How am I funny? <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, I don't have a joke uh, off yeah. the top of my head, but uh, you know where we're here. We're here, it. and we're ready to do it. I love it. All right, let's get to it. We got 20 minutes to get through this. Let's do it. Hey, quick housekeeping note. Um, if you haven't already, I need you to join, hop on, and join the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Facebook group. Um, that's going to be a great place for us to start to network and answer some of your questions. We are definitely looking to add some coaching students here in this season. We're getting some people kind of through the system, graduating on the back end. So we've got some slots available. If you want to get started in foreclosure deals, coaching and do your first flip with us, reach out to Jonathan Winston. We'll get you started. All right. With that market watch published a pretty cool article, actually talking about the four predictions for the housing market. In 2022. That was not the right one. Hold on. Not either. The big one. Is the big one? <laughs> We're still working on the sound effects. Oh, there it is. <sighs> Prediction. <laughs> Let's do that one more time. The four predictions of the housing market in 2022. Oh, yes. You ready? All right. We're having a lot of fun with sound effects today. Let's get to it. Prediction number one. There may be less competition for higher priced homes. Huh? With mortgage rates on the rise, this prediction is suggesting that because interest rates are going up, I actually heard somebody talking about rates that hit 6%, 6.5% when they thought of selling close to 7%. Now, that's cray-cray based on the fact that rates have been wandering in the threes and fours yeah. for the past three to four years. Right, so they're saying that higher price homes are going to be less competitive in the upper space. I would agree with them, but let's let's break that down. Why is that the case? Well, let's say a higher price home in your market is seven hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. If you are at four percent interest, your interest before we start talking about principal payments, okay, would be. $2,300 a month. When you had principal payments on that, you're probably about $4,000 a month, give or take, right? Okay. If rates go up to 7% <sighs> on that same $700,000 home, the interest alone obviously is going to double. 
but now you're at four thousand a month plus the principal payment, so you're pushing six thousand, maybe even sixty-five hundred a month for the exact same home. So it is logical that if a guy was going to struggle to make a four thousand dollar a month payment, and not really struggle, obviously anybody buying a seven hundred thousand dollar home no. is probably doing pretty well yeah, they're financially. Ready for it. They're doing okay, right? But when that same loan quote comes in at sixty-five hundred, that's a little bit different. Old boy looks at his wife and says, "We need to start looking at the fives, baby." Ooh. We got to start looking at the fives because we got this 700 <laughs> stuff ain't going to work. That's an extra $2,500 a month being taken out of your pocket yeah. that you got to try to cover because of your mortgage payment, right? And, you know, there are people out there who can potentially swing those um uh, swing those increases and swing that um, amount of money. But for your general home buyer and the people that are out there right now, you know, seeing that uh, change year on uh, year on year, year on year, right? Uh, that's definitely going to be pretty uh, alarming and pretty shocking to some people. So it is, and it impacts the lower end market less. Where I mean, the interest is going up, the payments going up, mm-hmm. but obviously it's not a two thousand dollar swing, right? right. So if you're going to see an increase across the board when rates go up, but it's going to impact the more expensive homes sooner, right? Less buyers in that market. Is that necessarily a bad thing? Well, it's a two, it's a double-edged sword. In one sense, yes, if you're doing upper-end remodels, you're doing flips at the higher bracket, you got less buyers who want your home. That just means you've got to adjust your days-on-market strategy. Okay. If you were counting on it selling in four days, like the entry-level market has for the last two years or so, you might not want to do that anymore. <laughs> it may take 30 to 60 days to sell an upper-end home. Will it still sell? Don't get it twisted. Every house in history has sold or will sell at some point. That's just reality, right? And it don't matter what interest rates are doing. Hmm. Somebody's going to buy that house. Now, they may not buy it for what you want to sell it for. If rates are too high, they may be like, well, you know, it was 700000 last year when it was 4%, but this year, best I could offer you is 600000 Sorry, buddy. Right. So that's going to put pressure on that upper end market and slow it down which probably should have happened anyway. Because when the median price of Denver homes is hitting $733,000, that's a normal home. That's not a luxury home. So your luxury in Denver is 1.1, 1.2 to get started in luxury home, upper-end home. Right? That's not even luxury. Luxury is pushing $2 million, $2.5 million in Denver. Right? So upper-end is like $1 million, $1 million two. That interest rate hit's going to have a big difference on the buying power in that area. Okay, so just factor that in. You're going to own the home longer if you're flipping it. You might not be able to rent it for what your payment is if you're planning on keeping it as a hold, which makes a lot of upper-end homes less desirable. You always got the Airbnb route, but now you've got a higher payment you got to deal with because rates are higher. Right. So for all those reasons, you're going to see some struggles in that market. Let's move on. All right, prediction number two, rising mortgage rates may force some buyers out of the market. No. I know. But it's true. And it kind of ties into prediction one. So Market Watch was slipping a little on that. That's kind of the same thing, right? Well, you know, it's, they got to stretch it out. They, they, need, stretch, they yeah, need some they, content. Yeah, 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 writers are like, I got, I, got, I got three articles today. Come on, man. <laughs> I got to pay the kids. Um, <laughs> feed the kids. Um, so, yeah, obviously rates go up. The guy that was borderline anyway He's buying his first time home, right? He could just barely qualify for the entry level price home in the market, $500,000 in our market. And now rates go up a percentage point 
and he you know he can't get four hundred thousand. He may even dip down at three eighty. And the harsh reality in the Colorado Springs market is, unless you're going to go townhome, you're not getting anything below four hundred thousand dollars right now, right? And it may be quite some time before you do. Now that sucks. If you're a lot of people, I love the Facebook groups. Yeah, you, I grew up here, and now I can't even afford to buy a place in my my own hometown. Nobody cares, bro. You didn't keep up with the income as things were elevating. I was supposed to feel bad for you because you didn't buy a house back in the day when they going for. If you grew up here, you of all people, <laughs> you should have bought a house, bro. Right? You're the you saw it at two fifty and didn't buy it. I'm supposed to feel bad for you now that it's four hundred, five hundred. No, I don't feel bad for you. Right? I bought one of my first house for $160,000. Now you can't get a closet here for $160,000. Right. Right? So if you didn't get to the market, that's a problem. But because rates are going to go up, people who would have bought may never get to buy. Two years ago, I said that on this show, maybe a couple of times. If you don't buy something now, there's a good shot you ain't never going to be able to. And now here we are. Because incomes have certainly not kept pace with the acceleration in prices on real estate in this city, right? We're not making that much more money because if we were, there'd be Lamborghinis and Ferraris like a daily thing like you see in Miami where it's baller central everywhere. Colorado Springs ain't ready for all that. (laughs) I'm going to bring it here anyway. (laughs) But they ain't ready for all that, right? So that's prediction number two. A lot of buyers be kicked out of the market. We kind of knew that was coming. You should have bought something earlier. I don't feel bad for you. You should have gotten in the game. Prediction three. Home prices will keep going up, but growth will slow somewhat. Um, okay. These are, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we got to go with the content we got. I didn't write this stuff. Cool. Good job, Mark Wash. <laughs> <laughs> As always, we like to give credit where credit is due. If you want to see the article itself, hop on to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders group. We'll get that posted in there, but let's, let's do this one. Home prices will keep going up, but growth will slow somewhat. Well, duh, right? I mean, in the end, if home prices grow, keep going up, that's logical. But we can't keep going up 12 to 14% a year. Right. That's dumb, right? And the fact that we did in general was dumb. And the real concern, if you keep inflating a market by pumping money into the market at that pace, oh, we're out of money, let's just purchase another couple trillion dollars, right? It's inevitable that at some point you're going to bubble out, bubble pop, market crashes. Slowing down that growth is actually the best thing for us, right? Going from a 12 15% appreciation in some markets, 20 or 30% down to a 5 to 6% normal appreciation is just good business. Right, so we're not going to see the extreme years. Market Watch nailed that one. We're already kind of seeing that, and I'm good with it to be honest with you. It was really cool to get some hyper appreciation. I got to watch houses that I bought for four hundred thousand dollars, sort of nine hundred eight nine hundred thousand million dollars in value. It's been a hell of a rodeo, right? But it can't keep pace with it. It can't keep pace like this. It's got to slow down, right? Let's go to the next one, shall we? Prediction four. Some employees may face difficult decisions about returning to work in person, and that may impact their housing choices. What does that even mean? That's my show. I got to do something with that. All right, let's do this. All right. <laughs> it ain't Mark your watch's fault. Their, their writers suck. Um, I mean, you know, that we've talked about it before as far as people, you know, oh, remote working. Now I'm right. going to have offices in my house and, you know, right. a little bit more space so I can not be sitting on top of my wife right. when she's nagging me. But, you know, like... 
based on the prices, I feel like the normal home buyers probably going to have was probably having to uh, settle on potential things like that anyway. I so. agree. I agree. Yeah, that, that's that's not a new change. That's not a prediction. That's a current, right? We we knew that the well, I don't know if we knew that teleworking was going to take off at this pace. I think we learned yeah. a lot about telework as a result of coronavirus. For sure. And the harsh reality is, a lot of companies are like, I'm not sure there's any reason to keep paying for office space for y'all. Right. Yeah. If we can maintain the same amount of productivity, and why did productivity? Why would productivity suffer if you didn't go to work? Let's face it; a lot of human beings just are not self-starters. But now they can see when you log into your own computer. They got cameras right. that can watch you when you're sitting at your screen. They can monitor your calls. It's not much different than you coming to the office because they can see all the same stuff. It's just happened to be happening in your living room. Right. You don't have to get all gussied up. Just right. Go sit down on the couch. I'm not wearing pants now. Which I'm uncomfortable with. I didn't, I didn't explain the myself to you. I don't, yeah. I mean, this is Just my show, you're baby. Foreclosure deals, coach, man, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I go in when I want. Or it's a joke. He's wearing pants. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stand for that. <laughs> Says you. All right. Um. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. You know, one question I'm asked all the time is how do I get started in real estate investing? Here's the thing. In order to get into the game, you got to have access to the big data that drives the real estate market. After all, you wouldn't trade stocks without a trading platform, and you shouldn't get started in investing in real estate without DealHunter.io. DealHunter.io is an application that I use daily to find the best deals in the real estate market, to provide that information to my lending partner so I can fund those deals, to know how to fix those deals, to bring them in line with the market, and most importantly, how to sell those deals at a profit. So if you're looking to get started in real estate investing, head on out to dealhunter.io and sign up for a free seven-day trial of the PropStream application that'll separate you from other competitors of the real estate market. With that, this is Donnie Corum from dealhunter.io reminding you, don't buy a house buy a deal so yeah i think the telework thing is going to impact the real estate market this year perhaps more than ever the biggest impact to that i think is going to be the big cities right whereas before it was super beneficial to work in the heart of downtown denver right. because i was a block or two away from my office i could just walk there from my condo and i loved that fact um if Companies don't have people come to work right there in the center of the cities. The condo market, the high-rise condo is going to be about the nightlife, not yeah. the work schedule. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because I think we're a ways away before, you know, like going to a live event or going to a bar is something you're just going to settle to at home. So you're going to live in the city because that's where all the cool stuff is. Mm -hmm. That's why I was in the city anyway, but that's going to become more the norm. Right, the other people who don't want to deal with the hustle and bustle, they don't party that much anywhere. The suburbanites, they got kids and yada yada. They're lucky if they get out once a week. This is going to cause an exodus into the suburbs, and it won't be as painful as that exodus would have been in the past because you don't have to worry about hopping on the train, worrying about parking, wearing tear in your car, etc. You're going to telework in, so it's not going to be as big of a hit as it may have been without the telework system mm -hmm. out there, right? What's the impact there on investors? Listen, I don't think the condo market, I think people are going to live where they want to live far more often now. 
because they've got that option. Me personally, you know, my kids are a little older and they're with their mom more than half the time. So for me, just condo dwelling is just where I want to be because I like to party. And that's what it comes down to. Like I'm, I'm out there enjoying, you know, the neighborhood nightlife. So we've got a condo on, in, in Te, on Tejon in downtown Colorado Springs, Colorado. You know, if you're just, if you're walking down the street in Tejon, which is one of the busiest streets, you can yell. I'm usually up on my balcony and Hang I can wave back, right? I got my guitar, like a little sound stage going the other day. I was playing on the balcony, like 12 people were standing below me. Hey, dude, that's good, man. It was, it was badass. Sounds, it was pretty sick. I was, I was pretty excited about it. Right? <laughs> um, that's the, uh, that's the objective, right? Is to get to the point where you are in the city because you're doing it for the nightlife. Mm-hmm. As a result, the city has got to make the nightlife super cool. Okay. Because if they don't provide for that, if they don't bring in culture and the arts and music and all that stuff, there will be no benefit to staying in the city at all. If the offices are gone, it's just kind of about cool factor. Or the offices are there, but you check into the office once a month or whatever, right? right? So you're not using as much office space. City's going to have to get a cultural change here. That's an advantage. Find the cities, or if you live in a city that's already culturally cool, I'd be looking very heavily at the appreciation of the condo market as that exit has happened. People are going to leave, but a different set of people are going to come in. That new set of people is there for an entirely different reason than the old set of people. It's not utilitarian. It's now fun. Right, right, right. right. You get the condo because it's cool, not because you need to be close to your office. So you invest in those condos that are close to the coolest things or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, here in Denver, close to light rail stations Mm -hmm. and different things like that, that you'll be able to, you know, people uh, see the benefit of living there and being able to get access to that stuff. So that's a good point. You know, and conveniences, right? You just mentioned the light rail's got to be close by. Do Mm -hmm. I need to own a car now? Like in New York, owning a car is more of a hassle than it's worth in most cases, right? Mm -hmm. So people just commute via... Uber, cab, and train, right? You want to appeal to those as the cities grow a little bit. That's going to be a great investment. These condos need to be more modern. You got to remember your con- your target market, right? You're generally not selling to old people, right. right? These things need to be modern, well designed. Get the interior designer on the team. Make sure everybody on the team is looking at the right target demographic. And when you're doing a remodel in a condo, make sure it appeals to that demographic. LED TVs, LED fireplaces, the real long fireplaces, yeah. the cool modern design. If you're still designing yourself to look like grandma's house. It is not going to sell at the top of the market. So that's another skill set you got to develop if you're going to play inner city condo, mm-hmm. right? All these things add up to it, the market's going to change. Those who figure out how to predict that change in advance. I'm rubbing my crystal ball right now. Are going to make bank if their crystal ball functions, right? The, uh, that's the upside and the downside. Are you willing to take the risk on what your prediction says for the market? Mm. Thank you, MarketWatch, for giving us some semi-obvious stuff that's going to happen. Right. But the reality is, if you're not reading market prediction, market news all the time, you just kind of, I'm going to flip until it hurts. You're, you're missing on a huge opportunity to get in front to where the market's going next. Right. right? And if you're in front to where the market's going next, we saw that the lower end when Corona saw, right, when it like, first instinct was the whole market is going to go to crap. We just thought it's over, right? The next thing was, man, people are buying way faster, but the lower end is getting so expensive so fast. We better buy those lower end homes and fix them up, right? Because the new builds are were way out of whack pricing wise. They were so expensive, right. it got stupid. So we're looking at that lower end market to go and let's buy the cheapest home we can buy in the neighborhood and fix it up. Now, we, uh, we did a show recently that talked about how. The upper end market is going to suffer as rates increase, right. but the reality is, is the gap in the upper end has always been wider because most people don't want to take on a flip at the $600,000, $700,000 right. bracket 
and try to get out at a million, right? It is definitely going to take longer to sell, so that's going to scare them off even more. Like I said on that show, that means the wholesale price is going to dip a little bit because there are less people willing to take that product on, whereas the retail price is going to slow a bit, as this predicted, but it ain't going anywhere. Right. Right? You're getting out in front of the market predicting what's going to happen next as opposed to being a victim of the market. In the last big market crash of 2008, I was with everybody else. I was chicken-littling it. Basically, the sky is falling. The world as I know it is going to end. I went out and got a job. No, I'm not, I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. I actually went out yeah. and got a job. Why you? <laughs> no, I'm serious. You did it to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't want to, you know, I, I can't even imagine going to that mindset again. So today, I'm predicting what the market's going to happen next. I don't think it's ever going to get bad enough for me to get employed. To be honest, I feel like I'm relatively unemployable. I don't <laughs> think most people are not going to put up with me inside of their enterprise because I have a tendency to take stuff over. It's who I am. Donnie, why are you making copies for the <laughs> podcast and recording an episode in the middle of the lunchroom? <laughs> yeah, I got to get some stuff done, man. Yeah, I'm here, man. When I, when I got the job back in 08, I got my first paycheck, right? I right. said, him and Oh, it's paycheck. Oh, man, I don't think you're going to misunderstand. I've been here for two weeks. <laughs> Where's I, I, the rest of it, I don't bro? know what this is for, but y'all need to take this back. If somebody <laughs> in the county screwed up. No, sir, that, that's two weeks. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, just, I am yeah. not going to. I, I knew I was going to hate this, but it turns out I hated it a lot more than I thought. <laughs> you know, real estate market just crashed. I had a Hummer. A Corvette, so I'm pulling up in cars. None of nobody, I'm like, you know, nobody in the employment world could afford. Right. Like, man, we're paying you way too much. This wasn't you. <laughs> Don't be taking credit for some stuff that I did on my own. <laughs> How dare you? Um, but I had to get out. I knew I was going to stay employable. If you are truly a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, somebody who sees enterprise and wants to work at it, you're probably unemployable. So you don't want the market shift to result in you having to do something you don't want to do. So get out for the market shift. You can make money in good markets, make money in bad markets, make money in sideways markets, but you got to know what market you're in in order to know how to react in that marketplace. Right. Don't be a victim of the market. Make the market. I single-handedly raised the price of homes in Pikes Peak Park, a little suburb southeast, southeast Colorado Springs, by 10%. I promise you that was me. Okay, We did so many flips in that market that I pushed those valuations up. Now that neighborhood, when I was buying back in the day, $80,000, $100,000 homes, I was hoping to sell for $150,000, one sixty. Today you can't get a house in there for under four. Right, and I'm going to take credit for at least 10, 20 percent of that because I changed the comps in that market. I kept pushing it up, making the houses nicer and nicer and nicer, yep. and now Pikes Peak Park's where it's at. You're welcome. <laughs> right, be a market maker. Don't be a, a victim of the market. And we can help you with that. We can help you look at your market, see where the pockets are, and help you to get out in front of it. A lot of this is a a mindset thing. You just don't know what to do, so you end up doing nothing. You sit around, you hope for the best. Whether you're an experienced flipper or you're just getting started, once again, there's some step you need to take. And I, my advice, because I did this myself, is to get a coach who's going to walk you through whatever your market's doing, ideally in real time. Like, I, I can tell you, if you're in a cool spot, like if you're in, like, Nashville, right. you know, and it's worth it for us to come out there and see your market in person, I love that. That's only my favorite part of the gig is that we're going to check out a market for a client in Connecticut, um, in a couple weeks here, I'm excited about traveling and checking it out in person, but we can do the analysis from anywhere. Right. Right. So it's really not a matter of needing to be in your market. The idea is having somebody to help you interpret the data. 
right? And whether you stay with us as a long-term coaching client or you just do the program for the minimal amount and then get out, it doesn't matter because you're going to get a new perception. You're paying for information that's going to make you more effective in the market that you're in for the long haul, right? And that's the whole idea behind this, what we, what the service that we provide. So as always, if you want to take a look at that, reach out to Jonathan Winston, um, uh, was at Sir Winston at Sir. That's my uh, social that's media. Music, that's, uh, that's kind of more media stuff um, or music stuff uh, at Sir John Winston. Um, I you can go to our website foreclosuredealscoach.com. There is a link on the website uh, for an investor assessment call. Um, you click that link. Um, you input your information and you can schedule a time with me. Um, once we get the time scheduled, I'll give you a call. We'll go over uh, your goals for what you're looking to do in real estate. Um, discover your big why, kind of your main motivations. Uh, you know, talk a little bit maybe about what experience you have. Yep. Um, and then once we do that, we'll get you set up with the time to talk to Donnie if we feel like you're a good fit and uh, uh, talk to you about getting your first flip done. So uh, go to foreclosuredealscoach.com. Uh, there's going to be a link on every page for that investor assessment call. Click that link and get set up. I love it. I love it. That's how you get started. So you hop on to foreclosuredealscoach.com, schedule a call, get assessed, see if this is a good fit for you, and then we'll analyze your market with you, help you do your first deal if that's what you're working on, or if you're in subsequent deals and trying to scale, we want to meet you where you are. You know, that's the whole idea behind the coaching, but every market's a little bit different. You want somebody to help you navigate yours, and that's really what we do. You know, with that, that's our show. I want to try to keep these short and sweet. So join, go out to foreclosuredealscoach.com, join the Facebook group, reach out to Sir John Winston, check out his media, and let's have some fun, man. It's going to be an incredible summertime. The weather's heating up. Oh, yeah, I'm loving that. My wife just bought a Porsche convertible. So, like, we're going to be cruising the streets of oh, Colorado. Yeah. You, see the, you see the black Porsche and a cute blonde behind the wheel. Get out of her way. <laughs> Please, sir. She will hurt you. Do you understand that? She's got no problems running you off the road. So save yourself. <laughs> I love you, honey, but seriously, you got to slow down. All right. <laughs> Keep tuned in. We got a lot of shows coming at you. Appreciate you guys tuning in to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host, Donnie Corum, your Foreclosure Deals Coach, reminding you once again, don't buy a house, buy, buy a deal. deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.